This episode of Global Radio is sponsored by Dream Big. Absolutely. So, man, y'all, do, y'all doing a lot of great things in the community right now. Let's go ahead and talk about how y'all got started, man, how you got started with just giving back and just training kids with basketball, sharing your life. Uh, long story, but it, it, we started about 12 years ago on this journey, um, maybe 13, um, saying my age. I shouldn't say that. But uh, I was at UNO finishing up my senior year, and uh, they had a program in my neighborhood in the Ninth Ward. The program was called uh, Peace Players, and the program was basically uh, basketball training, and then they had tutors that would come in and, and help players, and it was mostly on the weekend, and I was available. Um, so the guys asked me to come in and volunteer and help out, and I did, and I, I found great joy in doing that. So whenever I was available, I did it, and when I finished at UNO, I had you know some time, so they asked me to do it full time, and they paid me for it, so that was my first job. And uh, again, I loved it. I played overseas, came back, and we, we continued to uh, do the program. The program went sour because the recession in 2010. So basically, we went from having you know, lots of money coming in from the government to having zero. So we had to decide whether we were just gonna stop doing what we were doing or we could recreate it. So. Me and a guy named Tyler Smiley recreated the program. We called it something else. Um, We pretty much did the same services, but instead of doing weekends, we did it a five-day-a-week program and created the after-school program. So the incentive was the kid, you know, once he's in the program for a semester, would have to have a 3.0 to continue to train. So we had kids, you know, mostly Ninth Ward kids, where I'm from, um, and the gym was also in the Ninth Ward. We had kids that you know, wasn't going to school, didn't care about class and things of that nature, now excited to show us their, their report cards and having a 3.0 so they can train. And it went from them excited to get the 3.0 to train to now being excited to get accepted into college. And some of those guys were getting scholarships to college and we were you know, changing kids' lives. So all this started from a nonprofit base, giving back to my community, and then just found out I was good at it. And you kind of catapulted. Yeah. I know we was talking about that off the record, how you said, you know, you just found something that you like to do, and you was doing it for free, you know, from the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah, and absolutely. So, um, like you said, I found something that I, I liked, and I, I would do it for free. And to be honest, if I would win a lottery today, I would still do the same thing for free. I would just do it a little bit better because I have more access. Mm-hmm. So this is my passion. This is my love. This is my life. And this is what I want to do the rest of my life. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you said, like, you did it, you put back in your community, man. We used to go to you and no games. You had 20 deep people, you know, supporting you. Ben, like, like family, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know about 20. It was more, more like, like 50, 50 uh. 60. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The hood, the hood we, we, they showed up, man. And it's still the same, you know. It's all, always love in the night world. We support each other. Call for high school. It's always going to be, you know, 
want to support each other. Yes, sir. And that's what it's about, man. I think, you know, a lot of things going on. It ain't about watering it down right now. Like, it's a lot of shit going on in current events of the world. And you, you already doing that. You know what I'm saying? You ain't had to have something happen to be like, ah, I need to go do this. There's always going to be more to be done. But that already created a program to say, hey, you know, just doing this. Are you saying being lazy is not cool? You set, like, you that person set that example. So, like, how did that feel for you? Because you already filled the void. Like, how does that feel, filling that void in your community? Um, it, I, I guess it feels great, but I come up under that, that culture. My mom was, you know, a philanthropist. She gave back every time she, she could. She was on the, you know, the neighborhood council and mm -hmm. the neighborhood watch, and we lived in the projects. So, right. you know, desired projects. So it was rough. Right. So my mom showed me how to give back even when we didn't have anything. And help people even if you don't have anything. So that's where that came from. And even when I was a kid, I wrote on paper, this is what I was going to do, and that's what I was going to do, and that's man. what I'm trying to do. That's a crazy manifest, bro. Like, Absolutely. For real. Like you said, your mom, you know, that, that's a good backbone. Man, moms, women are key to everything. You know, moms always guiding us in the right direction. She a person that was a councilwoman, standing up for the community, doing what, you know, what she felt and leading the community in. So you would say that that's your, your leadership trait come from that, come from mom? 100%. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's not me. It's, it's, it's mom and it's God. That's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Credit moms, man. So you got a passion for what you're doing. You bought on, you know, bought on your business partner right now. You bought Brock. Off the record, we were talking a little bit how training versus coaching kids. You speak on that perspective of how, how that could be a little different. Uh, just the training aspect of it, you kind of, you know, when you're coaching, you're kind of set to a specific group for a few months or whatever it may be, or years, you know, if you're coaching in high school. But with training, you get that aspect, and you're able to really reach out to so many more people from different ages. Like you said, we talked about we start at age four all the way up to college and pros. So that's a wide number of people that we're able to touch and able to talk to and build these relationships with as opposed to focusing on a certain 12 or 15 that you have during an extended period of time. And you get the coaching inside of the training. So right. it's, it's kind of killing two birds with one stone. And kind of like he talked about with having that impact with the community and stuff like that, it makes you feel good about doing something because you have so many kids who I feel like, not to say that they don't have the same type of relationships with their parents, but they vent to us more. They're closer, close, more close-knitted with us because it's more of a brother, you know, a, bro, a big brother like a type of thing yeah. and a mentoring thing that we give with the full aspect of things instead of it just being, all right, we know I don't feel like being bothered with my coach today. You know, like we, <laughs> he'll tell you, like we, we, we tell people all the time, you know, kids, even though you're coming in the gym, listen, every time you come in the gym, our objective is for you to get better as a player and we try to become better as a trainer. So mm -hmm. even though you might be paying for our services, you can take your money and go out the door if you're not here to really be fully committed and get better because we genuinely care about what we're doing. We genuinely care about you trying to get better as you come into the gym. So it just goes hand in hand. You know, it's, it's kind of like it might be because I'm old now, but it's like people, once we get in the gym and training, you know, you might have, a, it's just like any other job. You know, you might have your days where you might be a little less motivated today to do something you was the day before, but as soon yeah. as the ball gets rolling, as soon as we do that first drill, you locked in. You know, like we, so many people tell us all the time, man, y'all don't take enough videos. That's because we sometimes be too caught up in training. And doing the work. And trying to give the full 110%, you know, of a detail to attention, attention to detail to our kids. So it's, it's fun. It's fun, I think. But I think to answer the question again, you know, like the biggest difference is being able to impact so many more kids 
with with the training instead of just it just being one group of kids for an extended period of time. Sure, sure. So you know, you just said Carver. That that was your you know your background. Night Ward. Tell them a little bit more about yourself. I know we talked about Marion Central back yeah, back in the yeah. day. Yeah. So, uh, brother Martin graduated from Brother Martin in 2005. Uh, damn, gave my age away. <laughs> uh, but uh, I guess I, speaking of that, I could kind of talk about me and Paulo's relationship. Uh, we, me and Paulo, became friends actually from me playing against him at Carver. They were probably one of the best teams I ever played damn. against, and we were super, super good, and they were extra, extra good. Yeah. Uh, they were one of the teams, pretty much the only team in the state that we had issues with. They beat us twice, uh, both times that we played them. Uh, so we both went to, Paulo was a year older than me, so Paulo graduated 04, signed with UNO. My next year, when I graduated from Brother Martin, I ended up signing with UNO. So it just became a brotherhood even more so. Uh, he took me under his wing. I got some of my toughness from him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got so many stories from practice. And you don't know about <laughs> this dude ready to tell coach up for some other stuff. But, you know, it, just, it was a bond. And like you say, Bill, going back to our intro question on how Fast started, he's definitely the founder, you know, of Fast. And for people yeah. who don't know, Fast is fundamental athletic skills training. But like you said, kind of similar stories on how we got into it. All throughout high school, I basically did... Uh, volunteer work for the Pelicans and the Hornets at the time for like their mini camps and stuff. So I was already kind of familiar with what, what we were doing already and after my first season of playing overseas, I came back, Paulo had the ball rolling already with a lot of different things in place and structure in Slidell. So I used to go in, you know, maybe one or two days a week, help him out when I had the free time to do it. AAU as well. That kind of started, that kind of led into us, we had a solid group of kids that we were training on a consistent basis all kind of kids who were kind of overlooked, but they were talented. So we decided. All of them to, went to college. All of them went to college. So we decided. I like the ad libs. So we, <laughs> we we decided to come together and put an AAU program together. So we put these kids who were all getting overlooked, going into their junior, senior year in high school, put an AAU team together, and just continued to train them and did it the right way. You know, we did it the right way. We had practice. And we ended up that summer going to Vegas, went to a lot of big tournaments, upset some. Uh, Sponsor teams like a rebeat a Reebok team. Mm -hmm. I won't call the name out and I won't call the play out, but uh, we did. We made some noise, you know, and it just we're always we always were about putting kids in the right situation and believing in doing stuff the right way. Okay, you know, and being consistent with what it is, whatever that you're doing. Man, that's that's a good topic. We can segue into the, like the AU circuit. Um, we had Coach Livingston in here from from Newman mm -hmm. uh, yesterday. And we was talking about that, how we have kids, you know, they dogs. They just don't get that exposure. Mm -hmm. yeah. And like y'all saying, y'all can go and beat a Reebok team. So mm -hmm. so what do y'all see with the, first of all, tell everybody about the team that y'all do have. And Well, we're, we're not into um, AU coaching AU no more because okay. it's bad for business. So that was yeah. more of helping the group of kids that we were working with that were overlooked. Mm -hmm. So we decided to just create a program because no one else wanted the kids. Okay. So when we did to the just program, train them, they just want to. We was just training them, and our, our goal is always to help mm -hmm. the whole, right, from the background. So we really just coming out with our branding, right? Before right. no one knew what our face looked like, they just knew our product of the player, and the, the only way you can know that we were even training is if a player told you. I had no website, no Instagram, no Facebook, nothing. It was just word of mouth. That's where all this came from. Um, so. To answer your question, our AAU program that we were doing, and that was a few years back, okay. was just to help some kids from the North Shore that nobody was interested in. And we developed those guys and worked with them and showed them how to win. 
they won and they're now, you know, some of them are actually finishing up college and some of the guys are coaching and they're giving mm-hmm. back to their communities and our tree is is, is growing um, from some of those things. So that was another give back okay. to a community that was underprivileged because they were overlooked. And, and on that on that term, what do you think it was the one thing they had to work on most? Just with their game, not even, you know, Toughness. just... Which is what a lot of kids, I think, who, who get overlooked. You know, you, you can walk in the gym and a guy can be a solid player, but you're going to remember that guy who's all up in somebody's stuff. Yeah. You're know, like, man, that little kid, pesky, he's tough. So it, those kids were always super, super skilled. But a lot, of, a lot of that comes from the confidence, too, that whoever they're playing for instills in them, too. You yeah. know, that was our big thing with, like, even with training. Like, I think the biggest thing that we have is the balance between really, really pushing and really, really getting on our kids and balancing that out with still motivating them at the same time. So that goes a long way, you know, when you're getting that extra pack on your back. It's not always about the negative uh, feedback. It's about giving them that positive feedback, too. So so that's that's a good that's a good thing to talk about. Because, no, I'm being honest, bro. I played football, so my high school coach would talk about this, mm-hmm. how the kids are different. Yeah. And they went to a point where they even had the parents, because we talked about that. Yeah. Parents, that's a different thing. Training versus just coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The parents was coming at him like, ah, you too hard. Mm-hmm. You just talk to them negative. Like, we can, re- we can relate to that. And I, That's what it was. The coaches would, they get on you. Mm-hmm. They would, they, it was negative, And then yeah. you would prove, you would try to, but these kids, yeah. they not, they but not I, wired like but that. I, I, I but, I, and, but I kind of disagree with it a little bit, what they're not wired. I feel like, it's like a, I tell my kids all the time, and he'll say, I say this all the time. Your parents are always going to tell you something at some point that you do, don't want to hear, mm-hmm. right? But at the end of the day, you know that your parents, you know they got love for you. So at the end of the day, you're going to do what they're asking you to do. So each one of our kids, even though we see over 100 kids, we literally, it's, it's more than just business. Right. You know, we try and create that family environment. We try to go to as many games as possible for kids that we train with. So with, with all those extra steps... It helps those kids know, like, this, this, is, this is not my trainer. This is my big brother. You know, mm-hmm. this is my uncle, whatever you want to call it. So it helps you get to that point where you can push them to, what, to that level of they're not, nobody else can push them to because they know that we genuinely care about them getting better every single time they come in the gym. So I think they, it's there, believe in but it. everybody, it took, like, with me, you know, personally and with him, like, we're two peas in a pot, like, with everything. Mm-hmm. So with, with me and him, and I can, I'm sure I can speak for him on this, when it comes down to pushing kids, we do it because we know the kids aren't going to give much resistance because they know, look, he's not going, for one, we're not going to tell you anything that doesn't make sense. We're not, and we're not going to attack you just to attack you. We're never the type to build, push, 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 push down and never build up. Got to yeah. be able to build up. And, and it's, it's, a difference, it's a difference in between how some people push because even back in our days, a lot of our coaches were just borderline crazy exactly um, to be yeah. honest with you, you know, and, they, and, they, and they made us tough but they also created some bad Toxic stuff with thing. it so mm-hmm. so my method and our method is we push you uh, I'm gonna yell at you when you do something that I expect you to do I taught you to do and you're not doing it at the level that you're supposed to be doing it at 100%. majority of the time we're talking like I talk to you because you're human so I'm mm-hmm. not going to especially in a private setting I'm not yelling at you but at the same time we're doing reps and you're not going hard at it, we got a problem. Yeah. We're doing reps and you're consistently making mistakes that I know you can, no, we have problems because I have, I have a standard for you. So my job is to push you to your standard. So when I'm getting on the kid and Coach Brock is getting on the kid, 
that kid know where that's coming from, but we also communicate that with that kid. And before I get on you really, really hard, and I cuss at you sometimes, I tell your parent what's going on. Yeah. And we have a relationship. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I text you in the morning before school. Did you get your work done last night on your body? Did you do your abs? Did you do this? So it's a family that we build. It's more than just you come to the gym and I yell at you and then you leave. Yeah. No, it's it's the well-rounded thing. Like you said, we're going to games. We're going to birthday parties. We're It's, it's a family. It's a we're inviting them. Yeah, so especially the ones who... We spend a lot of private time with, and we've been with for years. It's a family, you yeah. know. So, so that's that's why I believe when we get on kids, we don't have any resistance, and parents actually kind of applaud us doing it because it's coming from a certain place of excellence. Yeah. And, and sometimes other, and they other, won't listen to yeah. parents to their parents. If somebody yeah. else and, that's and, and thirty and years other, old and done aspect, it, and other aspect of that is, you know, when somebody does something great. We'll stop everything. Did you see this? Yeah. You know, like so, recognize that breakthrough that. moment. You know what I mean? Because so at, at practice, yeah. you know, as a coaches, I've co- I coached in college for four years, and it was me being that guy to balance out. All right, coach, wait. The coach you're only getting, getting on, on. You're only getting on him when he's doing something bad. Like, make sure you give him like, and it's not that you're trying to give him a little, you know, moral victory, but it's important to let those kids know when they're doing great. You're as just well. as excited. When he does the same thing, amount of animation the mm-hmm. as you are upset when he does the thing that you you know don't expect, so you kind of have to balance it out. And he needs to see that the top guy, the best guy, has to be treated just like the new guy that can't dribble. It all has to be the same, and your energy has to be the same across the board. Hey, that, and that's how our message gets out. So I feel like so you say tough guys. I mean, I know you and know y'all work for one of the not work, but. Playing for one of the toughest coaches there was, man, with Buzz. Mm-hmm. How do you think, the, like those techniques of the Buzz boot camp, y'all, y'all took any of those with y'all to what y'all doing now? Or? Uh, for me, I played uh, for three coaches. Yeah, you know, wow. Buzz was amazing. He probably was the best one. I think, yeah, by far the best one. Um, there, he was tough. He, but it, I wouldn't call it tough. He, he, he was honest. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and this yeah. is what I expect. This is your role. This is what we do. This is what time we show up. You need to do what you expected. Mm-hmm. If you don't, mm-hmm. we have a problem. So, yes, and I have some of that in my pedigree as, as a coach, but I just think that's just what a good leader does. So, um, like you say, for the standard, out. though. So, what do you, like y'all saying, what do y'all do when somebody just ain't meeting that standard? And, you know, like, how do you coach them up to get to that, to get to that level? I think I always tell people, it's just like the, the saying goes, there's three ways of skinning cat. I think a good trainer, a good coach... If I'm not getting to you one way, then I got to find a way, another way to try and get to you. You know what I mean? So everybody's not going to be the best basketball player. Everybody's not going to be the best volleyball player. But that coach's job is to teach you in more than one way to try and get that point across. Mm-hmm. So with training, he one kid might not be able to pick up on something like the other kid did. So guess what? I'm going to pull you to the side and let me let me explain this drill to you differently and I'm explaining that zero to that. So that's what, between coaching you know, and training. that's the difference between coaching and training. You're able to do that. and you just, But it's your job. It's, it's, we feel like it's our responsibility to try to teach everybody. Like my biggest thing is everybody won't develop at the same pace, but making sure they understand what they're supposed to be doing, if that makes sense. You know, if, if you're in a classroom and you have a math equation, we might not be able to do it at the same rate, at the same speed. You might be able to do it faster, but as long as both of us know the proper steps necessary to get to the answer, then you can't, can't complain about that. That's crazy. I know we, you talked about, Paulo, a lot of the things you're doing now manifested. You know, you wrote it down on paper, became a plan, and you, you got active with it. 
Where do you guys see Fast in the next five years? Where do y'all see y'all at after five years from now? Y'all made a lot of progress. And like, what do y'all see as, not the end goal, but this is another milestone. So, yeah. so like right now, um, we, you know, we started in a, a great gym, probably the best gym in Louisiana in Crossgates. Um, and we, we, we've done a great job of building the, the, the model of how we want to train it in. You know, we opened up some stuff in Mandeville, and now we're doing some stuff in New Orleans. So we have three locations we're operating out of. Our goal is to have a location or multiple locations in the southeast region from Destin, Pensacola, all the way through the Gulf Coast. Yeah. From Mississippi to Mobile, Alabama, all in between. Hopefully, I wouldn't say the next five years, maybe the next 10, have about 12 locations to 15 in that region yeah. um, and, and try to make that region have the same respect as the New York and, and those places because I think we have the talent. I think we're underexposed, um, kind of like we talked about off camera, and I think we tend to be underdeveloped and mm -hmm. we have some old ideas on how things work. And I think there's some new young guys coming in like ourselves who are pushing a, a new wave of doing things and, and like this media thing I think is very important because we do a horrible job of marketing our kids <laughs> and we have some very marketable kids and these, these guys was in a different market they would blow up quickly you yeah. know and some of our guys like you say AAU they would have to go and play in different places to get seen when guys like Randy Livingston is doing an amazing job of getting these kids seen and we want to help what he's doing build up that market for our guys so it's a network you know so we're trying to build a whole First, Louisiana and build it strong, and then branch it out to the to the region. Yeah. You got any kids you want? I definitely, and I definitely think we're do, we're starting to do a good job of that. Like I have a few kids that come from Mississippi that work with us. I got some kids that's talented that come all the way from Baton Rouge a couple of days a week. So just continuing, and the main thing for me is what the both of us is just being consistent. You know, a lot of times people do stuff. And it, whatever business it may be, and you have a little bit of success, mm -hmm. and then your consistency falls off. You know, so like he talked about the the things that we want to see, you know, physically see. But for me, the flip side of it is us making sure we still have that same consistency and work ethic five years from now. And with that happening, all the fruition that we talk about will come to play. Any kids y'all want to plug in? Any kids that, that y'all work with that's doing good work? We work with a ton of amazing too kids. Many. It's hard. It's hard to point them out, and I don't want to get in trouble by pointing them yeah, out. Yeah, because coach, three you out. didn't. You didn't like coach to be honest. To be honest with you, we have about 40, 50 college players as we speak. We have some pro guys. We 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 have a lot of top players. We have ranked players. We have social mm -hmm. media star. We have all that. Yeah. Um. And, and you know, we train in Texas, so we, we we're all over the place. So we're not going to point one person out and get in trouble by the other. <laughs> so, no, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I'm cool with that. And I yeah. have one more question I want to ask. Like I said, it's relevant to me because how I got here and, and fatherhood is next week. So how do y'all balance being a father and being, you know, I guess entrepreneurs or Well, I'm going to go business? quick. I'll, I'll answer that quickly because I got one. So <laughs> his question will be a little bit different. Uh, so I have one daughter. She's eight. She's not really into the basketball. She'll come to a few of our camps and stuff that we do during the holiday clinics, but she's not really into it yet where she wants to come to the training sessions and stuff like that. So it's kind of a little bit hard and challenging sometimes, but I always make sure I offer for her to come to the gym. So when I get home, you know, I got to go get on the trampoline or something like that. So, but it's work, you know, hopefully one day when she gets older, she'll know all the sacrifices that I made 
you know, mm. to, so my thing, like I try, I tell people my my view on parenting and everybody's view is different. You know, some people call it spoiled, whatever, but I always try my best, like whatever my daughter asks me for, as long as she's doing what she's supposed to do, I get it. So some people are like, man, she's spoiled. I'm like, I don't think it's necessarily me spoiling her. I just want her to be able to understand when she gets older, I want you to make sure you're in the right situation to be able to do whatever it is that your child has you to do. So with that being said, you need to make sure you're taking care of what you need to be taken care of once you become an adult. You'll be able to do yes, that. Indeed. So, yes, now, nah, Paulo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mine's a little bit different. Our house is a lot more busy. My wife and I, Shelly, we have five kids mm-hmm. um, uh, from 15 to four. Um, one girl, four boys, all basketball players. Um, so. They won't be like pops. Well, they have no choice but to play ball. <laughs> so um, our, our deal, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a priority thing. It's, it's, it's God, family, and ball. That's what we do. So um, we're very um, spiritual. We're homeschooled. Um, our younger ones, our, our two older ones, that's um, middle school and high school. They actually go to public school, but our three younger ones, we're homeschooled. So we spend a lot of time together doing um, great things. So they're always in the gym. Yeah. So, so to balance basketball and life there, it's just in one, you know, yeah, so yeah. it's just always together. So it's one of those cool um, setups where it doesn't separate yeah. work from ball, uh, work from home because it's, it's kind of all in one. Now, we do try to not do ball and do other things um, like I'm gardening and, and they're all helping with that. So <laughs> we do stuff like that. Uh, you know, we do vacations and things of that nature. So. Um, to answer your question, we're all in it together. It's, yeah. it's just one big happy basketball family. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> man, definitely want to thank y'all for coming out, man. Absolutely. Taking the, taking the time out y'all schedule. Drew Ben, he been man. Every time it's up, man, man, get Paulo, man, get Paulo in there. Paulo training these kids. He's doing right, man. We appreciate it, man. Definitely, we do. We do. This, was, this is fun. This is fun. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Definitely tell the people where they can find you. What gyms y'all working out of right now? Uh, we have the gym in Slidell. It's called Crossgates. Amazing um, facility. We're in New Orleans at Thrive in the Ninth Ward. Another brand new, amazing facility. And we have a gym in Madisonville, Mandeville, Coveting area called Coquill that we do camps, um, that we're putting our information um, for that. Our website is LAFastBasketballAcademy.com. Our Instagram is Fast Basketball Academy, well, at Fast Basketball Academy. So, That's yeah, it, absolutely. That's what it is. Yeah. Coach Brock, Coach Paulo, appreciate y'all, man. Fast Basketball. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Today's episode was produced by Going Global Agency at the Palms Podcasting Center. 